It's Locked On Oilers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Monday, everybody. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. What a battle of Alberta. I'll tell you what. We're going to get right into it. Uh, Sorry for the late recording of this. We finally heard from the NHL Player Safety Department in regard to Zach Cassian. Yeah, when it comes to uh, discipline after what we saw between Zach Cassian and Matthew Kachuk in Saturday's game. Of course, if you have had your head in the sand and uh, missed everything, Zach Cassian got rocked by Matthew Kachuk. Uh, predatory hits, absolutely clean hits, sure. Uh, you can make the argument that uh, Kachuk charged at Cassian um, and... You know what, Cassian didn't like the hits. Obviously, he reacted, took Kachuk, ragdolled him, punched him in the head. Kachuk did not respond, did not want to engage with the fisticuffs, and ultimately, it's going to cost Zach Cassian two games, and that means he will miss the games against the Nashville Predators on Tuesday and then the game against the Arizona Coyotes on Saturday. Two important games, obviously. Then the Oilers go into the bye week and the All-Star break and come back against, guess who, the Calgary Flames on the 29th. So Cassian's suspension will be served, and we will get another Battle of Alberta, the third installment of it this season, and there's going to be a lot of juices flowing on the 29th. We will see what happens, but when it comes to the Oilers over the weekend, that was a fantastic game between the Oilers and the Flames. 4-3, the Flames ultimately win it. They sit atop the Pacific Division. After that win, the Golden Knights lost to Columbus, so that game ended up being for first place in the Pacific, and that Zach Cassian double minor, plus he got a 10-minute misconduct, ultimately cost the Oilers on the game-winning goal, Ice Lindholm scoring on the power play that ensued. Uh, A couple of things uh, to get to in regard to that game. Interesting that Miko Koskinen got the start. I thought the third goal specifically, uh, the one where... Ethan Bear made a pass out to Gaetan Haas. Haas kind of tried to catch it off his foot, actually bounced back into Koskinen. Koskinen and Bear uh, miscommunication, and uh, Koskinen didn't cover it. Bear didn't shoot it away. Uh, And then Dylan Dubé comes in and jams it home, and that gave the Flames their third goal of the night. That one, I think, wouldn't have occurred if Mike Smith was in goal. Uh, I thought Mike Smith, everything was indicating to Mike Smith getting that start. He had played so well. On the road trip, 3-0-1 up until that point. Cam Talbot got the start, of course, for the Flames. He gave him a chance to win. Not that Miko Koskinen didn't give the Oilers a chance to win. He absolutely did. But that third goal, I, I don't think Smith lets in. And you know what? I did the Two Guys in a Goalie podcast with Dustin Nielsen and Joaquin Gage filling in for our game analyst at TSN 1260, Matt Cassian, who's down in OKC, my old stomping grounds. And Gager didn't like the first goal that... Miko Koskinen let in where Lindholm spun and fired low on the ice. He said that Koskinen just wasn't ready. He didn't necessarily like that one. Didn't like the third one either. But Koskinen did give the Oilers a chance to win. I was a bit surprised by that move that Mike Smith wasn't making that starting goal. I think it would have been perfect for Smith. I think it would have been just as good of a game. I don't know if it would have made that much of a difference. But I thought that was the game for Smith indeed. By the way, we're going to get reaction to what happened on Saturday night. We're going to hear from Dave Tippett in this podcast. We're also going to hear from 
James Neal, who had some very interesting comments in regard to what we witnessed on Saturday night, did not like what Matthew Kachuk did. Played with Kachuk last year in Calgary. Makes some good points, so we'll hear from the former Flame on the incidents from Saturday. We'll also hear from Leon Dreisaitl, who didn't want to talk about the whole Zach Cassian-Matthew Kachuk thing, but ultimately did have a few quick little barbs uh, to get to and throw in there in regard to what we witnessed Saturday night. Uh, interesting what he had to say when it came to when they play in the All-Star game together. McDavid and Dreisaitl, of course, going to St. Louis on the 26th for the All-Star game. Uh, that entire weekend will be featuring uh, a, a slew of activities surrounding the All-Stars. And, um, you know, you, you got to hear what Dreisaitl had to say when he was asked what he would do if Kachuk came on the ice with him and McDavid. So that's coming up in the show pretty shortly. By the way, just the standings update for you. The Oilers sitting in the second wildcard spot in the Western Conference, one point up on the Winnipeg Jets and three points up on the Nashville Predators. It's so tight in the Pacific Division. Heading into action on Monday night, two points separating five teams. The Flames, like I mentioned, 55 points. Arizona also at 55 points through 48 games. Flames playing in their 48th game against the Habs on this Monday night. The Canucks through 46 games at 54 points. And then the Golden Knights are at 54 points as well through 48 games, while the Oilers round out the playoff picture, second wild card spot, fifth in the Pacific Division, 47 games played, 24, 18, and 5, good for 53 points, 5, 4, and 1 in their last 10, 14, 10, and 2 on the road, coming home for two straight. And then going into the All-Star break slash bye week, they are 10-8-3 on home ice. And they, of course, coming off that 4-3 loss to the Flames. So when it comes to the two-game suspension, you knew, I think that it's fair to say, you knew that there would be some discipline. Zach Cassian, no doubt about it, was the aggressor on that play. I understand his frustration. I understand why he, he blew a gasket and went after Kachuk. That was the third time Kachuk lined him up like that coming down from his wing to co to go be below the goal line and lay a big body check like that those were big hits and then uh, I think that Kachuk played it to a tee he knows his limitations he's walking a fine line and a tightrope uh, when it comes to the rules but he knows what he can do uh, within the rules of, of the game and the parameters that exist right now in the NHL and I think he played it to a tee he irritated Cassian and the Oilers and it ultimately cost the Oilers two points. It's going to cost Zach Cassian a couple of game checks as well as two games where he can't play now. So it just adds uh, fuel to the fire in, in regard to what we're going to see on the 29th. By the way, the Oilers and, and Flames play again on February 1st as well. Two games in four days between these two rivals, which will be excellent, excellent, excellent. The Oilers play St. Louis in between those two games too. But the, the suspension, my take on it is I'm not surprised that I thought he would get one or two games minimum. I'm just glad he's going to be able to play in that game and that they didn't stretch it out into a three-game suspension. I want to see him against the Flames on the 29th. It just builds the intrigue, and something's going to obviously happen. I don't know what, whether or not Cassian goes after other guys uh, on the Flames because he knows that Kachuk will not react. I think at some point, though, like Matthew Kachuk, if guys start getting hurt because uh, the Oilers start running guys and – and then the Flames, got, uh, like Lucic and guys like that, start running Oilers, and and uh, other players, skilled players, start getting hurt. Then I think it, it's just it might get to a certain point where Kachuk just has to answer the call and, and drop the gloves with 
with uh, Zach Cassian, but we'll see if it even gets to that point. Some people disagree with that statement, but uh, we'll see. I don't think cooler heads are going to prevail in this in this instance because uh, there's a lot on the line, especially heading into that game, and uh, we'll see where the Oilers are at coming out of the bye week and the All-Star break when they play these next two games and then uh, take on the Flames. But uh, that, that two-game suspension, I get it. We'll see who fills in for Cassian on the McDavid-Neal line. Might it be Josh Archibald? Not sure. Could it be Sam Gagne? Potentially, it's just for two games, and, and Gagne is a utility player, and uh, I think you could throw him in there for some spot duty. And Archibald has gotten some time beside McDavid. I scored his first goal of the season in Vancouver playing on a line with McDavid. So we'll see. Today at practice, it was Cassian on that line. It's Locked On Oilers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network on this Monday. Let's get into some audio in regard to the Zach Cassian situation. Uh, if you haven't heard, he's been suspended for two games. We'll miss the games against Nashville and Arizona this week. Then the team goes into the bye week slash all-star break and then comes back against the Flames. I'm glad Cassian will be playing in that game against the Flames. It's going to be a great night on a Wednesday in Edmonton at Rogers Place, 8 p.m. face-off on the 29th. Then the Oilers play the Blues two nights later, and then on February 1st, they play the Flames again. So that's going to be a really good week as uh, things pick up again following the All-Star slash bye week. Let's get into some audio. Let's hear what James Neal had to say because I thought Neal was really good today in in regard to what was said. Of course, played with Matthew Kachuk last year on the Flames. So uh, here's James Neal in regard to the Cassian-Kachuk situation. You know, the whole thing is uh, kind of ridiculous just the way he talks after and says... uh, with the with the tracks thing is just is just stupid and um, you know it's it's tough to see that and then uh, um, then the way he acts after so. Is this the guy? reporters in Montreal today that uh, if you had to do it over again, you'd do the exact same thing. Half the players in this league wouldn't. That's what he said. He said he'd go and do it again. He said he did it three times. He did it three times. In terms of turtling, he said if you had to do it again, he would have done it again because. Half the players in the league don't want to go against Cass either, and his teammates wanted to see him out there and not on the penalty box. I don't understand what you're saying to me. We, you want to, we're, you're saying for us we want to see Cass out on the ice? No, I think Kachuk was asked, you know, in hindsight, would he, should he have fought Cass? And he said, no, I shouldn't have, because half the players in the league don't want to fight Cass. And that it was, made more sense for him to stay out of the penalty box than to fight. Yeah, but, well, then don't be taking 12-foot runs at him trying to, trying to kill him, so... Uh, you don't see anyone else in the league doing that because they know they have to fight him. So uh, that's why you don't see that happen. Who, am I, I going to go see see Luch come around the net and go target his head and run 12 feet and try to kill him? No, because he's going to kill me. So Does this boil down I don't to get respect? it. Yeah, it's a huge respect thing, and um, you don't see guys doing that to other guys because they have respect for for other guys. And um, there's places on the ice where um, you know you have to let up on guys and. Um, you're in a vulnerable, vulnerable position there, coming around the net, and you're focused on, focused on taking a puck to the net. And you're focused on trying to score a goal, make a play, and you're in, uh, you're in a battle with another, uh, with another player, a defenseman, and uh, you see a guy come down and, and take a run. So, um, like I said, I just don't, don't really understand it. That is James Neal. Some good stuff there. Never one to shy away from uh, a microphone, and always uh, well thought out, well spoken, James Neal. There you have it. Let's go back into the Oilers locker room and hear from Leon Dreisaitl, who you'll hear didn't initially want to talk about this stuff, but you knew it was an inevitable thing. And uh, Dreisaitl also uh, adding some uh, interesting 
thoughts and quotes into the mix when it comes to these two teams. You want maybe just a comment on the road trip and how it sets you up now for a nice little yeah, I thought, um, Yeah, I thought it was a pretty solid road trip. Obviously, we, we banked on some points that um, which which we needed, obviously. So, um, you know, I think we would have liked to finish the last game a little, little better. But um, all in all, I thought it was a solid road trip. We see it in the practice today. Again, good energy. We saw it on the road trip with the spacing of games and practices and how important that is. Yeah, it's obviously a little bit of a different schedule right now than um, you know we had all year. We had uh, didn't really have much time to practice all year, so um, it's nice to get some practices in and um, you know get the get the energy back up. And um, yeah, it's good good day. How tough is it with a day off at home after a long trip to stay focused and, and keep that momentum through this week? Well, it's not because we know the position we're in. You know, we want to um, you know finish finish strong here before. Before the All-Star break, and, and we put ourselves uh, back back in a good spot, and um, you know we, we have to keep keep winning and, and keep banking in points. So um, it's 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 really not not that hard at all. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I watch I watch the scores. Obviously, I look at the standings. Um, I think everyone. I think everyone does. Uh, we all know where we're at. It's it's tight. Uh, we know that. So um, yeah, every point is is huge right now. So um, getting ready for for Nashville and um, yeah, looking for more points. Zach is waiting for some news here regarding what may or may not happen. But maybe you can just describe a little bit of how well liked he is on the team and just you know what a, you know, he's kind of the first guy there if anyone's in trouble. And, and just, yeah, he's. You know, you know, he's our, our heart and soul in, in, in this group here. So, um, you know, everyone loves him. Uh, everyone on this team, uh, you know, really admires what he does and, and on a nightly basis. And, and, you know, like I said, he, he really is the heart and soul of, of this group. And, um, you know, I wasn't planning on commenting on it. But, um, you know, I think in his interview, he, he, he said it perfectly, um, whatever whatever happened there. So, um, yeah, obviously, uh, we all hope that, that it won't be won't be too bad. How would you feel if the Chucks play with What's that? How would you feel if the Chucks play with Probably get off the ice. Leon, is that the angriest you've ever seen Zach like during a game? Uh, no, I, I mean, I... I've seen him angry before. I I don't. I'm not sure if I've seen him this angry. Um, and I don't know if I want to see him this angry if I'm, you know, on the other side. So, but I'll leave it at that. So there you go. Uh, and if you didn't catch the audio following the game, um, you know, we played it on on the post game show. We had to uh, edit it slightly because of uh, Cassian's comments. I'm not going to play his post-game comments on this one uh you can check it out on youtube it's up there twitter has it as well i, I retweeted it so check out my twitter page at tom gazola i have uh all that stuff from saturday night the post-game reaction rasmus anderson interesting that he chimed in on all this stuff i don't know what he had to do with it really but uh sticking his nose in there interesting strategy on his part i don't know if it's uh really smart strategy but he's just adding fuel to the fire i'm not gonna lie to you guys i absolutely love 
what's building with the Battle of Alberta. About time, because now it matters, and now their team's fighting for playoff position, and they're not crappy teams anymore, which the Oilers and Flames generally have been for the most part in the last two and a half decades. So despite a couple of playoff runs where, you know, the Flames lost the Stanley Cup Game 7, so too did the Oilers two years later. And uh, But things generally have not been as good when you look at the, the last, you know, two or three decades. Uh, you got to go back to the 80s, early 90s, when these two teams were really very relevant in the National Hockey League. So good to see the fire reignited when it comes to those two teams. This is Locked On Oilers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're going to go back one more time to Rogers' place. Let's hear from Dave Tippett. Of course, uh, the Cassian and Matthew Kachuk situation pops up, uh, and many more subjects. Uh, let's hear from the head coach following practice today at his press conference. I guess we're the team's awaiting uh, Zach Cassian's hearing and possible suspension. Just as a coach, you have a player going through that, and especially for what he did, trying to stand up for himself. Just sort of how are you? Yeah, we'll let the we'll let the league talk to the league before we're going to make any comment on it. It's a it's it's not a good hit. It's a hit that I was I thought was trying to get out of the game, but we'll see how it goes. So what you have a player like Cassian, his his response and just how he plays in general. What is that? meant to you what have you seen from him as a coach he's a hard player competes hard you know what he casts is he's a hard player to play against or you, you said something about you wished he would have taken a number after saturday's game more time to think about well, i wish we would have killed the penalty right kill the penalty that's you know but it's a tight game it's it's you, there's times when you should take care of it but um we kill the penalty, it's no problem. So does Archibald draw in there then? For we'll see what happens after we got to go through the, you know, I don't think it's set in stone that there's a suspension yet, so. If he is suspended, it will be Archibald? Uh, we got a couple different options we talked about this morning. So how difficult is it then to, obviously you, you, there's not a, a like-minded player to play with Connor than Zach. I mean, you're, you, whoever you play there, doesn't play the game like Zach plays. So. Well, there's been uh, some other players play there a little bit this year, too. So. There's a lot of people itching to play there. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe lots of people stepping up. <laughs> um, what do you want to see from Kara when you don't play him against Calgary? Obviously, that's a sign that you didn't like the way he was playing. Yeah, he just a little more impact on the game. You know, he's got to be stronger on the puck, but just uh, a little more impact on the game. You went 3-1-1 one, and one on the road. Uh, your home record is uh, not as impressive as your road record. You're coming back here. You've got uh, 20 of your last 35 games here, including all four games left in January. Uh, when you started the year, you won your first five. It looked like you were <clears throat> the team had committed to, uh, you know, making this and themselves at tough place to play mm -hmm. and then that all went away can you discuss where you were where you are and where you have them we're going to put them all in hotels here night before the game no you know what when you play on the road you play a simple direct style you you know you're you're kind of uh you know you know you know you have to be all in and at home you can tend to get fancy a little bit you can want to put on a show for your fans and the best show you can put on for your fans is to win. Just win, 
right? And early on, we defend a little better. I think what happened, there were some games here that I thought we got chasing the game early, that uh, when you chase the game, you're behind. Usually on the road, you're playing a real disciplined, straightforward game. And that's, that's the kind of game that when we're at our best, that's how we play. So it's, uh, we have to have that mindset coming home. Wherever we play, it doesn't matter. But you just, on the road, you tend to get that mindset just from your surroundings. The most confusing stat of all to me is, uh, you know, how good your penalty killing is at home and, uh, and we're at the other end of the league on the road. Uh, yeah. Do you have a theory that covers that? Um, no, there's, I think there's some, uh, the structure is the same. I think we've given up some goals that uh, we've been a little tighter on the road, a little tighter in net on the road at times, so. Not, uh, I wish I had an answer for that, but that's, uh, there's been some games. I know we gave up two, uh, two against St. Louis in a game that were both just simple deflections that sometimes they go in, sometimes they don't. So there's been some ones at home that you'd like to either get a save on or you feel like that there's not much you can do with it, so you line it up. Yeah, but again, on the, on the road, just seems like you have that little tighter mindset, you know, you're like you're. Everything is tighter. You can't give anything up. And that's, that's the mindset we have to get no matter where we play. And with uh, going forward, it, it seems like uh, just about not every game, but uh, pretty much every game that you play uh, have playoff implications, certainly for yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, but quite often you're playing you know, somebody like Nashville that's chasing you or somebody like uh, Phoenix or Arizona you're trying to you know, climb up to and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, how good is that for this hockey club at this point to be in those? Great. It's great. We talked about it as a group this morning. It's where you want to be because to be a playoff team, you have to earn the right to be a playoff team. And when everything is bunched up as tight and there's so many teams involved, if you get into the playoffs, you've earned your way in. And that's what we have to do. Like that's, you're not going to get in just by squeaking through. You're going to have to earn your way in because there's so many teams that are, that are going to be in play. So if we, uh, if we want to become a playoff team and if we want to be a team that can be successful in the playoffs, this run going on is going to give us the opportunity to earn that, right? So it's a, big, it's a big part of growing as a team. And I think we've come a ways the first half, but the second half is really going to tell where we're at. And, um, you know, our group is focused on that. Dave, the energy level for your group has appeared to be waning at the end of December, and you've got it going again. You can, you can see it in the practice today, another good practice. You can see it in the games. What, what do you think you did best on this road trip that's going to help set you up for this four-game homestand? You know what? I think that just the break, uh, like we were dragging a little bit in December there before Christmas. We were dragging. We got into the, got into the break, came out, and got spanked pretty good coming that first game. Then we had three real good practices after that. And, our, you know, there's a, I don't know whether it was a halfway point or the few days break or we just, there was a, a flip the switch. Okay, we got we to gotta get this back going the right way. So when you don't have practice time, you're, you know, you're balancing that, trying to keep players fresh and not having the, you can only do, like you can do it on video, you can do it, but it's just, there's something about getting in, the, in a practice and having just short battles that, that draw you into the game. And our schedule wasn't allow us to do that as much as we want. Now we, 
we've got it back where we've had some good practices. We've and we tweaked a couple things in those three days, just some things at the halfway point that we. I was actually thinking about them for a couple of weeks before, but you don't have practice time to put them in, you know. So, so all in all, like we, the trip was pretty good. Like we Buffalo, we we were all right, you know. You'd like to get the win there. Thought we played real well in Boston. Uh, Toronto was an exciting game, you know. Connor had a great game that game, and uh, uh, you know, an entertaining game. Montreal, I didn't think we played very well, and we still won. And the Calgary game is a competitive game, but I thought we could have played better in Calgary. So there's, there's still lots to work on. You like some of the things where we're at, but there's still lots to work on. And just like we were talking about, we got a lot of work to earn ourselves a playoff spot. So that's uh, our guys are looking forward to that challenge. Dave, your depth scoring has really picked up here the last eight weeks. And you know, Archibald and Shahan are veterans, maybe just getting comfortable. But Negard and Haas, can, can you talk about what you've seen in, in their development of just getting used to playing in, you know, in the NHL? And I know they're older rookies, but they're still rookies. And what you've liked specifically from those two, maybe in the, the last six weeks, that just what maybe wasn't there to start the year? Well, they're just getting to know how to play over here. You know, it's, uh, it's, a, big, it's a big adjustment. And, it's, and it's, it's actually, I like that they're little more veteran guys because they, they understand work ethic and they understand structure of the game. But in actual fact, there's some things that work against them because their habits have, they played pro over there for five years, their habits are on the big rink. Their habits are doing like that. So, you know, the old saying, can't teach an old dog new tricks kind of thing. There's some of that coming in place. So there's some stuff that they really had to, there's some stuff they really had to kind of break the mold on to get to know how to play over here. And a lot of it comes to do with time and space, just time and space. And the, you know, over there, you, you know, you can swing wide in the corners and nobody's going to hit you here. There's corners are a little, a little tighter and people want to hit you. Right. So that's a big change for players coming over. So there's a, an adjustment there. I think both of them have, have adjusted. Well, uh, I think Nygaard is a, going to be a real good NHL player because he has tenacity. I'd still like to see him do a little more with the puck. And Haas is a real smart player. Like he's, he figures things out, but it, it takes some time and takes some experience to do that. So both of them have, have come a long way here and are, they're, uh, they still got some space to grow, but they're, they're both. Well, ultimately, as you look as a growth of your, your bottom six, you talked earlier how you wanted them to kind of be your penalty air out. You had dry subtle and Nugent Hopkins kind of as a second pair. Yeah. Is that ideal for you or would you like an, another uh, bottom some other, guy to you? Some other guys. Haas, we've talked about getting involved in that a little more. Uh, Yamo is a good penalty killer in Bakersfield that can get into it. You know, we're coming into we're coming into one game there in Calgary. I just went with somebody that has done it before for it this year. So, but we'll, we're going to there'll be some people added in there as we go along here. And Benning looks like he's ready to play, but why is Close. he not ready to play? Close. He's got some more tests, uh, I think, tomorrow that, uh, that he's got to go through. So he hasn't been officially cleared yet. There you go. Dave Tippett discussing uh, everything to do with his club. We will see uh, how he goes about the situation uh, with Zach Casson being suspended for two games. Won't play in the game Tuesday night against Nashville, nor will he be able to play in that game Saturday night against the Arizona Coyotes. We'll see him back against the Flames on the 29th, but uh, we'll see on Tuesday who slots in with James Neal and Connor McDavid against the Nashville Predators. On this day in hockey history, January 13th, 1991, 
Marc Messier had three assists in the third period to register 1,000 NHL career points. And Glenn Anderson became the 31st player in the NHL to record 400 career goals in the Oilers' 5-3 win over the Flyers at Philadelphia. So there you have it. Hope you enjoyed the show. Zach Cassian suspended for a couple of games. We'll be back against the Calgary Flames on the 29th when the team comes back from the break, the All-Star game, and the bye week. Uh, we'll get you set up for the Oilers and Preds tomorrow right here on Locked On Oilers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 